Praise the Lord. Good to see each and every one of you here tonight. We're blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed even more because you're here. Hallelujah. It's a Wednesday night. Glory to God in you. You're here and you showed up. It's awesome. I like Wednesday nights. I love Sunday mornings, but I like all the other off night kind of things because you have to make an effort. Usually, you know, you're off on Saturdays, and so, yeah, Sunday is kind of a, you know, you can get to come, but Wednesdays, Sunday nights, things like that, those are all, uh, you, you got you to gotta come, so it's, it's good things. It's a blessing. And, uh, uh, you know, I want to share some things tonight. I just kind of felt in my heart that, to, that we need to just stir up the gifts of God within inside of us. Amen? I don't know about you, but I, I had an interesting day today. We, this past week, we had to move our storage. Uh, we have a storage, Murata storage, and so it's 10 foot by 45 feet, so there's a jam-packed, and so uh, we, got, we, had to, we, we got out of the one we were in and went to another one 10 foot by 45 feet, because the one we were in, uh, the concrete wasn't sealed, so lime kept coming up, just compl- white dust constantly. And uh, so we waited for one to get open, and so we, we got that one. Funny thing about it, she's already rented ours. I said, God bless you, you better get it sealed first. But anyways, of course, we put up with it for the last 10 years. I guess somebody else can too. But uh, anyways, so we were going through some things and getting things, so we were sorting things out, and there was a lot of stuff we needed to throw away. So I went and got my trailer, and I had two nails and two tires. You know, and I thought that's really interesting. So then I went home, and uh, we were out by the pool because our, our grandkids were over. And I just a nice little little twister came right through there, blew up both my awnings, and just blew them over the top of the camper, and blew them out. Just just ripped them all to shreds. I thought this is a great day. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> I thought, Hallelujah! But you know what? If, if the devil can't steal your joy, he can't steal your victory. Amen. You know. And sometimes you got to just stir up, you know, Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God that's in you. You know, many times we're looking for out here and yet Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Jude, and we're gonna, there's only one chapter in Jude, and we're going to start, start with Jude 20. But we're going to share, we're going to strengthen you, we're going to encourage and strengthen you, because that's what the body of Christ is supposed to do, amen? Hallelujah. And uh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He's to, he's to strengthen us. Uh, he's, our, you know, he's our standby. He's a lot of things. But thank God he's our comforter. So he can strengthen us. Amen. Here in Jude 20, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. It says this. It says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Now, the King James says building yourself up. But you so they've been talking about building each other up and you're mostly praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, or you know, um, next verse says this, excuse me, verse 21 says, And await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way you will keep yourselves safe. Isn't that amazing? You will keep yourself safe in God's love. And so one of the things about it is that when you begin to encourage yourself or strengthen or to strengthen others, you strengthen others by you praying and you being strengthened yourself. How do you know that the Spirit of God wants us to be an encourager because he wants to keep us safe in the love of God? Hallelujah. How do you know that when you're in God's love and you know that you're safe, that you have a protection, you have something that's, that's incredibly wonderful? And God's given us a gift. He's given us something that is so supernatural. He gave us the Holy Spirit. 
on the day of Pentecost. Thank God the Holy Spirit was actually, you know, when, when Jesus talked to his disciples and breathed on them in there, talking about John 20 and in and, and the last part of Luke's gospel, in that there, you know, told them to receive that. And he said, wait in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And we know they were there in, in the upper room. Hallelujah. And then there's a lot of the Holy Spirit came and changed their lives immensely. Amen. Aren't you glad for the Spirit of God that lives and dwells on the inside of you? Aren't you glad to be born of the Spirit, but aren't you glad that you can be filled with the Spirit? Aren't you glad for the well of water that's on the inside of you? But thank God for the rivers. I'm so glad that I can draw from the well, but I'm also glad, glory to God, I can jump in the rivers. Amen. You know, and, and here's the thing, too. Go with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're not going to be afraid of anything tonight. We're just going to talk. All right. And, but we're going to talk about edifying exhortation and comfort. Talk about edifying one another. You know, we talked about on, on Sunday about our words and how powerful they are, but also about who told you that? Who told you that these things? Who told you? You know, because your words is how you steer your life. And you need to understand, you need to make sure of what you're listening to. How you hear is very important. What you hear is important, but how you hear, I think, is just as important. Amen. And I, you know, when things are going wrong, when everything just doesn't look like it's working properly, you can get pretty frustrated. And the devil loves to do the pile-on effect. How many of you notice that? He loves to do the pile-on effect. He likes to get you to, to uh, start looking at everything. And, and of course, when you get this thought, well, what else can go wrong? Something else always goes wrong. Amen. But the thing about it is, is that we've got to turn around. How do we bless others? What did Jude 20 say? We bless others by us building ourselves up. Us being strong. Saying, okay, God, here's what we're going to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to endeavor to build you. Praise God. Because the Holy Spirit brings inspiration. He brings revelation. He brings manifestation. He brings operation. Even though uh, uh, behind some of those things is always God the Father. Amen. But here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you know, people get nervous about this, but we're going to talk about the gift of prophecy and some things tonight because prophecy is simply speaking by inspiration. It's being empowered by the Spirit of God to speak a a word in due season that you you wouldn't normally do, but it's empowered by the Spirit of God to be a blessing. And how do you know we need to be speaking a lot more empowered words now than ever before? There's a lot of death-filled words out there. Amen. But thank God we can, feel, we can speak out faith-filled words, love-filled words, hallelujah, power-filled, spirit-filled, life-giving words that are coming from our heart. Amen? So here in First um, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, I'm going to read it out of the, out of the King James, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks unto edification and exhortation and comfort. Hallelujah to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds himself up. But he who prophesies edifies the church. He goes, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongue, unless he indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Now I want to read it to you out of the New Living because it just breaks it down in kind of modern day language. It says this. It says, let love be your highest goal. 
Man, did we miss that when it comes to tongues, interpretation of tongues, spiritual gifts, when it comes to being filled with the Holy Ghost. Wow, do we have small wars fought over all these things. And why do we have that? It's because the enemy wants to stop you from having all that God wants for your life. I'm just, that's just the way it is. You just keep hungering for God, hallelujah, and we can get your brain out of the way. We can work some things through. It says, let love be your highest goal. It's the love of God, amen? But you should also desire you know, the special abilities, spiritual gifts, that the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking uh, by the power of the Spirit, but it will be, all be mysteries or mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Amen. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I want to share with you two things right now, too. He said, listen, speaking of the tongues is primarily your, your devotional gift. It's something you do between you and the Father, and it's a tremendous blessing. Amen? Now, thank God for gifts for tongues and interpretation in the church. That's a, that's a different avenue of it. But, men, praying and being able to speak and to pray for your own self and to edify yourself and to build yourself up, it's sometimes because you don't know how to pray as you ought. Amen. Sometimes we just don't know what to say or what to do. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You don't beat yourself up. Just keep getting hungry for God and continue to to share and to ask the Lord for it. You know, one of the biggest problems we have with people, why they don't ever receive, you know, uh, speaking in tongues after asking the Lord to feel them is because they're looking at something there instead of believing that God filled them and then they want to believe for the evidence. It's a whole lot easier to do that. Then try to wait and say, well, I don't have it because I don't have the evidence. Thank you for that. I lost you. The key is, is, is this. You're not going to get filled with the Holy Spirit until you believe and ask and receive the Holy Spirit to be filled with first. And then you say, Lord, thank you that I'm filled. Now, I just believe I'm going to have what the Bible evidence is, what they did at the, on the day of Pentecost. I'm going to believe what they had over here in Acts chapter 10. I believe they're going to have, you know, in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 10, and in Acts chapter 19. I'm going to get those things because that's what it says. Everybody that was filled with the Holy Ghost, they all spoke with their heavenly language. They received a language between you and I so that I can be ministered, edified, and built up so that I can honor you. Amen? See, the problem is, is that they're waiting. To, I'm not filled yet. People waited 50 years. 50 years waiting and tearing and trying to find, well, I must never feel I said, because you never ask them. Oh, I ask them all the time. This never happens. I said, no, because you got to believe that you're filled before you get. Same thing as you got to believe you're saved. You got to say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior before you ever get born again. Just because it happened instantaneously when you got born again, because that was a need, because you just knew that God was going to do that. I mean, God changed your life. Amen. But let's back up. So now I'm going to talk to spirit-filled believers. I'm going to talk to believers about edification, exhortation, and comfort. Or what it says here, strengthen you, encourage you, and comfort you. Amen? How many of you know the body of Christ needs to be strengthened? It's the strong spirit of a man that sustains them in times of trouble and of bodily pain, the Amplified Bible says. Amen? Proverbs 18, 14. So, you know, you, you see that and you understand that is that we've got to get strengthened. We've got to be strong. How do you t- to uh, take hold of what's going on in front of us and to be able to defeat the enemy in our lives? Amen? You know, it's funny because in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, you that are spiritual, you know, restore those 
Amen? And comfort those and build up those, those that are weak. You know, protect them. Amen? We just got to get some more spiritual folks. We got to get people to grow up. God wants you to grow up. Amen? So there's two things about here. When I talk about edification, all I'm talking about is building yourself up. One is you got to build yourself up, and the other one is you're going to build up everybody else around you. Amen? One, you're going to build, edify yourself, and the next one is you're going to edify and build the church. Because why? Because we're a family. We've got to encourage, we've got to strengthen, and we've got to comfort. Amen? And we want to be encouragers. Amen? We want to say, you're going to finish. You're going to make it. You're going to get it. You're going to be here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit's job is just to show you how great Jesus is. He's a magnifier of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's also, hallelujah, going to magnify who you are in Christ. He's the one that's going to reveal truth. Remember I said he's an inspiration, but he's also a revelation. He's going to reveal truth to you. He's the spirit of truth. Aren't you glad for that? It's amazing how many small wars get fought over things instead of just taking the Bible at what he says. Let's do that. But here it is speaking. And when we talk about prophecy or prophesying, it's simply speaking by inspiration, speaking inspired by what the word of God. And if you keep reading down, it says all of us should desire to prophesy because all the other gifts of the spirit are operated and manifested through the gift of prophecy. Did you know that? Because you're going to say something through every gift that you'd use, whether it's discerning of spirits, whether it's working of miracles, whether it's the gift of faith, hallelujah, uh, 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 you know, or even, even the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. You're going to use the gift of prophecy to say every one of those things. And you're going to use that because you're going to be inspired by God to do and to say what you are about to do. Amen. Can you understand that? That's why we've all, and believe it or not, everyone in this room probably has been used by God at one time or another, and you probably didn't even know it. I mean, I've had people come up and talk to me, and, and, do they, and they'll say something by the Spirit of God. They're just talking, but they'll say something, and, and it's inspired by, it's a word from God. And I'm like, wow, that was awesome. And they don't even know what they said, but God used them to give something to me that I needed to hear. Amen? To be an encouragement to be blessed, hallelujah, to take hold of the truth of the word of God and, and see these things here. And I love what, what it says there, let love be your highest goal. We all get caught up in things. But why does God want that? Why does God give us the gifts of the spirit? Why did God give us uh, you know, uh, these manifestations of the Holy Ghost? Why did God do that to, to totally cause uh, things to happen. You know, scholars will tell you, and they say, well, the only reason they gave that so that everybody that was there would hear the voices of all those guys there. You know, and so that's why he gave them so that every one of these guys could speak in this language. Now, I totally don't believe that they all got that language. I totally don't believe that at all. I believe they all spoke in tongues, but everybody out there heard them in their own language. Because I've, I've had that happen in my life several times where people have spoken in tongues and I heard them in English and that way I could know exactly what was going on. And I could interpret for that and share and do, because they, they spoke in a totally different language, but I heard them word for word in English. And, it, and what did it do? It edified me, it built me up, it ministered, it caused comfort, and it gave great blessing so I could be a blessing to the body that's out there. I heard them in my own language. Hallelujah. You know, because that's what the Bible says. It's how hear we them in our own language. It didn't say they were speaking. How do we hear them in our own language? Are not these all these, but how do we hear them in our own language? Amen? 
So, so what happens is, is that we do away with the supernatural and try and say, well, God did a one-time thing. But then you read over in Acts chapter 10, the Gentiles, you and I, all of a sudden, Peter's like, no, no, no. He has the trance. He said, not so, Lord. I haven't touched anything unclean. I'm not going to do that. And God said, don't call unclean that which I've cleansed. And while Peter's pondering on this whole thing, he's like, okay, God, isn't it amazing? God has to talk to Peter three times. Three times it was dreamt down. Three times it's up. Three times he had to get him to, you know, to get it back. Why? Because Peter denied him three times, so he knew, I'm going to have to take care of this guy. You know, that's why in the Garden of Eden, God called Adam three times. So he knew us guys we needed to be talked to at least three times, okay? That works good. So ladies, you probably only get one. You got it. You're done. But us guys, we need to hear it a few times here. Anyways, so, so, so we got this here. But while he's pondering, then he, said, then he gives them a word of knowledge. There are three men that are seeking you. Go with them, doubting nothing. Now, isn't it amazing that Peter went with them, but he brought some people with him? He brought some guys with him saying, you guys got to get my back here because I'm going, God said, but you got to come with me. He goes to Cornelius' house, which is wrong for a Jew to go into a Gentile's house. But up until this time, the gospel was only for the Jews. It hadn't gone to the Gentiles yet. And so Cornelius tells him, hey, an angel stood by me, told me to send for you, told me where you were at, supernatural, told me to send people to you. It said when you would come, you would tell us words of eternal life. You would tell us words. And so then Peter says, well, I perceive that God's no respecter of persons. And he begins to preach them. But while Peter's preaching, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost falls. Now, how do they know the Holy Ghost fell? Because everybody there started speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave him utterance. And he said, hey, how do we deny these guys to be water baptized as the Spirit that just came here? It was the same one that came on us in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Amen? Now, you know, Peter got called on the carpet for this. You know that, right? Because, you know, we see that over in the 15th chapter. Peter gets called on the carpet like, hey, you went to a Gentile. And Peter's like, hey, these other guys went with me, but let me tell you what happened. (laughs) Always good to have some guys to back you up, okay? But he said something, what he was doing, what was he doing? He was endeavoring, you know, just to say, hey, this, and this is what, he goes, and, and the spirit fell on them the same as it fell on us. What were we going to do? And then Paul goes down in the 19th chapter of Acts, and he goes down to the coast of Ephesus, and he finds certain disciples that are there, and he says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we never even heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. He said, under what baptism were you baptized? As we were baptized under John's baptism. Well, John truly baptized under repentance. But the one that came after, who John said, whose shoes latches, that he was not yet you know, worthy to, to, to latch his shoes, he baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And as he laid his hands on, they, the Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues. But it gives an election. It says, and they prophesied. They began to speak by inspiration. Amen. Amen. They begin to speak by inspiration. Now, let's just do away with speaking in tongues right now a little bit. Let's just talk about speaking by inspiration, being empowered by the Spirit of God, and speaking words of life. Amen? Because God wants to anoint you to do that. Amen? We need the body of Christ to encourage, to strengthen, and to comfort. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Amen? We need some exhorters. You know, the ministry of an exhorter has not really been uh, done. There used to be exhorters back in the day. If you were raised in Pentecost, you understand that. You knew, and if you were, you know, if you're a little older, like some of us in this room, you've probably been around there where there were some. But even in my day, there wasn't very many. 
say, what is an exhorter? Well, preachers would get up and preach. They'd minister the word of God. And then they'd sit down. And then the exhorter would get up. And he's the one that would do the altar call. And he'd exhort people to get saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost, for different things. And he had an anointing on them to do that. Now we just want everybody, we want to do it all. I want to preach. I want to grab this. I want to do this. I want to prophesy. I want to do everything. And God wants to use the whole body. Don't get nervous. We're not going to make you practice tonight or anything, okay? (laughs) Hallelujah. But I want to stir some things up in you, you know? For, you know, we're we're a spirit-filled church. We're a faith church, okay? Now, if that bothers you, I'm sorry. I'm pretty guilty. I'm a faith preacher, okay? I believe in faith. I believe in believing God. I believe without faith, you can't please God, okay? But I'm also, I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I know how to teach the whole counsel of God. And I like to do things decently and in order. Amen? But I'm not afraid of the Holy Ghost. I'm not afraid of the power of God. I'm not afraid of, of the anointing of the things of God. Because there's, there's nothing, we, we can't mess it up where God can't fix it. Okay? You know, if you'll let them. If you'll let them, you know, along that lines, you know. Because the greatest impact that's ever happened in the world, the greatest impact that's ever happened uh, anywhere at any time in history is when the Holy Spirit began to move, began to stir in the hearts of people. Where God began to do things, where the, He began to stir in the hearts of people, where God began to move and God began to do supernaturally. Amen. Hallelujah. And one of the biggest things is that you've got to realize that the Holy Spirit's in you. The kingdom of God's within you, and that's where you ought to be talking. Not out here. It ought to be talking in here. You ought to be having a whole bunch of conversations on the inside. Because that's where the kingdom of God is, that's where the Spirit of God is, and that's where you need to be conversing so that when you open this, good things come out. Is it bringing life? Is it bringing praise? Is it bringing edification? Is it bringing exhortation? You know, is it bringing comfort? Is it bringing encouragement? Is it strengthening ever, or is it weakening? Amen? Because God wants us, you know, to do that. How, can you imagine if everybody was strengthening and encouraging one another how strong the body of Christ would actually be? Now, people say, yeah, but we'll never tell them the truth. How? No, no, no. When you strengthen somebody, you tell them what, not, how to do things, how not to do things. You're going to exhort them and correct them. How do they, I don't know about you, but I love to be, I do. I love to be uh, uh, corrected in the sense if it's, if it's constructive criticism. Hey, if there's something I can do better or something I'm doing wrong, I want to be that. Amen? And when it's done in the spirit of love, when it's done, let love be your highest goal, it's easy. It's easy to surrender to the law of love. Amen? But when you talk about gifts, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, when you talk about tongues, big walls. Now, how do I know that? I used to have all those walls. I think that's why I came from where I came from and I've gone through through what I've gone through and all that, you know, because I just hungered. I just loved God. I grew up in a church that said speaking in tongues was of the devil. And if you get around those Pentecostal people, you'll catch something. Don't go around it. Don't go there. Don't get, literally. And then they talked about all the other denominations of how terrible they were. Because our denomination was the only one, and it was the only good one. You know? And so this was it. You know? And that was it. It was just like, you know, we were the only ones. Everybody else, they had names for everybody else. That's sad. It's very sad. You know? I mean, they had a saying. You know? 
the, the, you know, basic, that's it, you know, and it's, and I, uh, when you, when you're raised that, you're raised in those things there. I mean, I always got in trouble because I was always reading First Corinthians and, and First Corinthians chapter 12 and 13 and 14. And I was reading all this. I read my Bible. So I'd go to the pastor and say, Hey, well, what about this? What about all this stuff that talks about, you know, and, and, you know, bless his heart. He was so sweet. Such a great guy. Thank God for him. He didn't try to, he didn't beat me up. He didn't, he just basically, he didn't know. My parents didn't know. But the one thing that that church gave me more than anything else, it said, if it's in the Bible, it is true. It's truth. If you can find it in the Bible, it's true and you can believe it. And I said, well, I found a whole bunch in here that none of you are doing. <laughs> and I just was hungry for God. I said, God, if you're going to you know, deal with me and, t- and you're dealing with me and you're showing me things. And so that's what I said. You keep reading this Bible, you're going to get Bible results. He'll lead you right into it. Because, see, the same Holy Spirit that I got born again in this denominational church, and I got born again, I truly got saved, truly knew I was going to make heaven. Hallelujah. Is the same Holy Spirit that led me to get filled with the Holy Spirit and to speak with other tongues. Hallelujah. And led me into the same thing to where I went in and started learning about who I am in Christ and led me into faith and led me into believing the, what, what the Word of God says and, and, and that this Word is so. It's that same spirit that I was born again as a child is the same spirit that's completely lead, leading me in all the directions of my life. And it's amazing that we have a tendency to pick and choose what we want to believe. Because if it doesn't work for me, it must not be right. <laughs> well, I didn't get it, so it must be right. You know, we just don't know enough yet. Or we just didn't receive. You know, it's Okay. Don't beat yourself up, but don't go beating everybody else up just because you don't know. Amen. And don't be judgmental because somebody steps out and misses it. (laughs) Amen. Have you ever heard somebody say, man, I've seen so much excess. You know, you can talk to Pastor Pam and and myself, and she was probably raised more in the Pentecostal. She grew up Pentecostal, so she's seen more crazy things than I've seen. (laughs) She can tell you stories. Of what goes on. I can tell you funny stories because mine happened during the charismatic renewal. So I had all the crazy crazies. You know, she just had old line Pentecostal, which was good, you know. But I tell you, those old line Pentecostals knew God and they had a heart for God. They might have done some things or do some things that were a little bit on the, on the crazy side for folks to see. But I always say it like this. It's only necessary if it's necessary. And it's only necessary if they believe it's necessary for them. You know, then they're working things out in their lives. And it never bothered me. It never bothered me unless it started you know, hurting other people or, or doing things to draw attention to themselves. Well, then you have to deal with it. But, you know, and I'm going to tell you a funny story at the end here about dueling prophecies that I had in my church back in the day when everybody was trying to outdo everybody. And uh, that, that's funny, you know, and, and it, you'll laugh. But the problem with that is, is that why don't we have more and why don't we have it in a, in a right way? It's because we've shied away from it because we've gotten so afraid that we're going to miss it. And let me just share with you. Yes, you're going to miss it. You're human. But I'd rather step out and miss it than not step out and miss it. Amen. I'd rather at least try to say, God, I'm trying to be a blessing, trying to encourage, trying to strengthen. I'd rather step out and say, hey, you know what? I just feel like the Lord told me to pray for you or the Lord told me to help you to do whatever. I'd rather step out and say, can I pray than not step out and turn around and say, man, I missed that opportunity. I missed that opportunity because opportunities don't come around. You know, when you miss the opportunity that's there. 
But here's one of the biggest things too about it is that we usually have ears to hear and hearts to receive the good things. Oh, God wants to bless you. Man, he's going to cause increase to come into your life. That wasn't God. That's just me. I just lifted up and got you guys all. Yes. Because I want to increase too. You do too, okay? But that's just me. So sometimes, well, how do we know if you're anointed or not? Here's the key. It's the word of God coming into you. What am I sharing tonight? Because I want our church to be a lot more supernatural than it is. Thank God for tongues and interpretation, and I don't despise that mark. I thank God for that because God's doing good, because that's a mark of our dispensation. But also I know that there are gifts and callings where God spoke to you, things that have happened, things that you used to say and get. There's people in here that used to get things a lot more, more than what they have been lately. And so I'm stirring up the gift of God in you. I'm stirring you up because I'm getting stirred up. I stir up my wonderful for a wife here and stirring up and singing, worshiping and leading us into the presence of God, but also prophesying from the piano and things like that that are taking because she's doing again. Why is that? Because there's a presence of God that God wants us to have. There's a move of God that God wants us to do. Amen. And it's not this where we come together and everything's, you know, as they used to say, hanging from the chandeliers, rolling down the aisles, jumping over the chairs. And let me just share with you. I have seen all of that in my lifetime. I have been in all those services. I have. Probably everything you've ever seen on YouTube that they use against every minister and everything. I was in those services. And if you, if you ever listen to the whole story, you'll probably hear me laugh. I have a very distinct laugh. And I'm in there. I'm close to the front. So I'm close to the mics. So I'm there. I'm participating. So he says, Pastor, you have a past. I do. I've ran with the best of them. Danced with the best of them. Shouted with the best of them. Hallelujah. Laughed with the best of them. But I've only done it because I felt impressed by the Spirit of God to do it. And there's an anointing and a blessing that you can't get any other way. Because... I don't believe in just doing things to do things. You guys know me better than that. And uh, you have an understanding. I mean, I'm very, you know, I'm very time conscious. So that really ruins you being a Pentecostal. That just ruins you. And that's my upbringing, okay? Just wipes you out. When you're time conscious, that wipes you out with the Holy Ghost a lot, okay? I'm like, you better move in 30 minutes here, Lord. That's what you got in my clock. So he kind of, you know, hey. But uh, so I'm working on that, working on me, because that's, that's an issue that I got to deal with. Amen. I can confess that. I, I've had that my whole entire life. You know, it's just like, Lord, we're here at this time, this time. That's when you can show up. But he doesn't do that. Because who am I to dictate when he can do what he wants to do? Okay. The key is, is yielding. But we need to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. And we need to have hearts to receive. And listen to the, to the hand of God and the heart of God. Just listen to it. You know. And, and be able to minister to the Lord. See, if, we, if we'll learn how to minister to the Lord in worship and in praise, then the Holy Ghost can say a lot more things. He'll start speaking out with prophecy or he'll start speaking out with things. He'll start showing us things to come that'll be a blessing and edifying to each and every one. And it'll be an encouragement. Because if you've never had a word from God given to you where it's an encouraging word, you know what you're going to do? It's going to be okay. 
I tell you, it's such, it's such a joy when all of a sudden the, the, a friend comes and the Bible says that Paul was comforted by the coming of Titus. Just because he showed up at the right place at the right time. And you don't even know why you came, why you were there. But God directed your steps. How do, you were a divine messenger of God to be an encourager, to be right there, you know. And isn't it wonderful that God can do it? You know, I know that uh, when Scott's wife, Abby, all of a sudden I'm driving home and I look over and there's this, there was a wreck. Boom, and it just happened. Like, I mean, I'm down here and I, and I just saw, so I'm coming up on it, you know, and she had gotten it. I said, that's Abby. So I, I pull over and then as I'm pulling over, running over to you, Abby Going is running down here to see, you know, Abby Chambers. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? She's coming this way. I, and God at the right, not to say, you know, God caused that because he did and the devil did. But in the midst of it, we were right there to be there right at that moment to be there to sustain and to help us. Hey, you know, in fact, she was on the phone with Scott. She threw the phone down and just gave me a big old hug. He's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? He's like, what happened? <laughs> Sorry, Scott. It was just the way it was. <laughs> you know, but it, you know, you can, you, but in our day and age, how many people stop? How many people look over? Because what are you going to do? But thank God I knew. I mean, it looked, I said, that looked like her. So he said, hey, we're going to. But what I'm saying is that God wants us to be more led than we have been. Because, see, the Holy Spirit is the lifting power of the church. And I want to get you a little more spiritual, a little more supernatural. I want you to just be a little edgy. I want the air to be a little crackly. There's going to be a reverence to come and say, what's, what's Pastor going to do today? Don't know. Hallelujah. And if we ever turn Pastor Pamela loose, she, she's, she, I'm, I'm the conservative one. <laughs> It's true. You guys all don't know. She's, she got, she's been holding back, but it's all good. Why is it that God wants to do it? Let's, let's kind of wrap this thing up. I, I know I've kind of been sharing, but it's just something in my heart today was just, you know, to say, hey, let's do this. Let's see what God can do. Is that God is getting us to a position that he can make each and every one of us a living epistle, a living letter being read of all men. God, people need to be reading some things and there needs to be some things that you're going to be and they need to see, wow, there's a rhema word that there, there's a powerful word. It, it's, it's a spirit, by the spirit of prophecy, God's going to, you're going to say something, encourage somebody. I just feel like this. I remember with Brian, he used to always come up with one word, Holy Ghost. He'd say, I got this, bam, I see this. And it was just, poof would just explode on the inside of me and different things that he'd say. And he'd say to different people and different things. He'd just say, I see this. And it was just a one word from God and they'd have to take it and realize what it was, but it was a supernatural thing. And we get so busy doing some things that we forget, wait a minute, we're supernatural people. We're spirit-filled people. And God needs to use us to be a blessing spiritually to our brothers and our sisters. Amen. That's, this whole, that's the whole thing tonight. Greg's going to ask me tomorrow, what's the title? I have no idea what the title is. You know, no title. Just say it's Wednesday night. Title. You know, I don't. I have no idea. I didn't have a title. I, it's, it's got a blank at the top of here. Uh, you know, and I, and I didn't even, I mean, I haven't even, I don't even know why I'm looking down there. I have nice scriptures, what I was reading. But, but the reason is that God wants to do this. And the reason he wants to is because he wants us to, to flow with him to and be encouraged but he also wants he wants us to be strengthened one with another and the Holy Spirit shows up when you ask him to amen let's pray Father in the name of Jesus we thank you Father I want to pray for these that are here and I want to pray for those that are watching I don't know how many or whatever but I just want to pray Father you divinely appointed these to come here tonight
because there's gifts and callings in this place. There are gifts and callings in this place. They're gifting by the Spirit of God. Father, you know, I know by the Spirit of God, but I also know by the Word of God. This is, Paul said it like this, or Peter said it like this, excuse me. Peter said that the, every man's received a gift that was given unto When they got born again, every one of them received a gift. And when I say that, it may not be, you know, the spiritual gift, but everyone's received a gift by the Spirit of God they're anointed to do something for the kingdom of God in the area of serving, but in the area of speaking, the area, Father, of you using them to be a blessing one to another because it's the body of Christ edifying itself in love that we may grow thereby. And so, Father, thank you that we want that. We desire that. We're looking to you for that. And thank you, God, you're, you're leading us and guiding. And, Lord, you're, you're leading me and you're strengthening me and giving me wisdom on how to direct as the interpreter of the service and how to lead, guide, and direct these folks that have a heart and a hunger for you, Father. Lord, thank you for that. I thank you and praise you. Lord, I just believe with all of my heart this week, each and every one's going to have a divine appointment where they can speak a word in due season. They can be an encouragement. They can be a strengthener and they're going to be a comfort to somebody this week that's going to cause, that's going to speak into and they're going to change their lives. Father, you're going to direct it. In fact, I'm believing you're going to, the people are going to come up and just get connected with them and talk to them. And, and, and God, you're going to see it take place. And I thank you for it, Lord, because we're the body of Christ. We are the salt of the earth that we need to be out there seasoning people. We need to be out there encouraging, strengthening. People need to know the hope that we have on the inside of us. Lord, I thank you for that. Oh, Father, you've just been directing me as a pastor to share with the sheep because you want us to grow up because you have a, a whole bunch of babies coming. You have a whole bunch of people coming. You have a whole bunch of increase coming to Harvest Bible Church that, men, people are going to flock into here that need to be discipled, need to be encouraged, need to be strengthened. And they need each and every one of us, hallelujah, to be mentors and to be leaders and to be helpers in that, Father. I thank you for it. So, Lord, thank you that you're causing it to come. You're doing it. Lord, I, I honor you for it. Father, thank you for the testimonies. The testimonies that are going to come. The testimonies that are going to come. Oh, Lord, I just love you and praise you. Father, I've talked tonight to the body of Christ. But even though I've talked to the body of Christ, you know, I know this goes out and people look at this and, and, and watch these. And we have people that, you know, they want to receive Jesus. They want to know how they can take hold. There's something that grabs them. And it's the Spirit of God. And so, Lord, if there's anybody watching or going to be watching this, that they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And there may be somebody here that just is here tonight. They say, I'm just, I need God. And let me just share, God loves you tonight. Jesus loves you. He died for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And, you know, all we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and we shall be saved. So we always want to have an altar call. We always want to give people the opportunity and share the plan of salvation because we don't know who's going to listen to it. So if you're here and you want to know Jesus, what I just shared there, you can know. He loves you. Or if you're here and say, well, how do I do that? You just believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. You say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I love you. I believe in you. Be my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You do it with your heart. Amen? Hallelujah. So this is for you that are watching. This is for you that are here. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. It changes you. Hallelujah. 
But he also shows us we're going to keep walking and doing what God says. How to, and supernatural. There's a supernatural to get people's attention. But thank God, hallelujah, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's lift up our heads and look at us here. Praise God. I love you. God loves you. I know this was, you know, as, as Brother Self told me, he said, boy, you preached a pastoral message on Sunday. I said, well, I'm a pastor. I was supposed to do that. So tonight was a pastoral too that we're just kind of bring us into some things and we're going to keep kind of slowly but surely, but we're going to keep, keep tuning it up. Amen. I believe that with all my heart and don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. Just come and watch the show and it'll be good. <sighs> Hallelujah. Just come. Let God. One thing you need to know is God will never make you do anything. You can be in the midst of the most moving supernatural thing and sit there and just just watch. God will never make you. He won't make you participate. He won't make you enter in. Other people may try to make that, but God won't. He's a gentleman. He loves you. He wants you to participate. He wants you to be, but he'll never make you. He'll never make you. How do I know that? Because I, I like to watch and pray. <laughs> I watched a lot because I wasn't sure about all these crazy people I was hanging out with. When I was younger, and I got all excited, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, watching all these folks, then went off to Bible school, and they were even more crazier than the people I was hanging out with. And I thought, who are all these? They're weird. These are weird people. But after reading my Bible every single day, after looking at what the Word of God says, I didn't find out they were they weren't as weird as I thought they were. Amen? Now, some of them were still weird, but most of them were really good, you know? And I realized, hey, here it is. So... I said, you know what? They think I'm one of them. I might as well act like it. I might as well jump in and get the river and just be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, we're going to worship God with our tithes and offerings tonight. Amen. That's what we do on Wednesday night. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you're giving by uh, this way here, that's what I do on Wednesday because it keeps it, keeps it fresh so I can give when I'm not uh, here and stuff like that. I love to give. Harvest Bible Church is an awesome place to give. And to sow seed, we are believing for great things. And if you didn't notice out there, which most people don't, they don't notice, you know, we tore down all of Harvest Bible Church off the front out there, and what we have is HBC, so it looks like we're totally not here and we're totally dying, but we're not. We're going to be replacing all of the uh, uh, things out there. Oh, oh, the funny story I was supposed to tell. I would tell that story, the dueling prophecies. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad we have texting <laughs> in our church. <laughs> Let's pray over the offering first, then I'll tell you the story, okay? Father, we thank you and praise you. What a privilege it is to sow seeds into the kingdom of God. Lord, we honor you for that. We just love you and praise you. Father, thank you as we purpose it. Each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And Lord, I just thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's wait on the people here. And so I was texted about because I was going to tell you a funny story about prophecy. And that's why I was cured. You know, we had, when I was pastoring in Pittsburgh, not here, but when I was pastoring in Pittsburgh, you know, we just had a lot of folks say a lot of things, do a lot of things. But anyways, it was Easter. Easter Sunday morning, largest crowd all the good old religious folks, people that only come on Easter and Christmas, you know, the, and we had a very, you know, different thing. So we had just huge, and uh, we, we, did a, uh, we did an Easter egg hunt, you know, and so we had our religious folks who were upset about that. 
So one lady jumps up and starts prophesying about the goddess Diana and how, you know, that this was terrible and what we did with the Easter egg hunt was horrible and da 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 da. Said a whole bunch of, you know, crazy things. And when she sat down, her husband jumped up and said, Thus saith the Lord, my wife's an idiot. Don't, don't listen to her. Don't listen to her. And, and, and he sat down and then somebody else jumped up and started saying something else. And they didn't do it. And No, it's just true. It's a true story. And this, and this is Easter. There's 600 people there. And glory to God, somebody else said something, and then all of a sudden, and, you know, it was, and, and then this other little lady, sweet lady got up, and she started, it did something that was, and I just said, hey, time out, folks. And when I said that, because she was the last one, so I said, time out, folks. Hey, whoa, 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 time out, you know, and I had to share a few things, and she got devastated, and then everybody got mad at me, because they said, oh, I said, it wasn't toward her. It was toward everybody else. It was, toward, you know, hers was wrong, too, but that didn't matter. It was toward everybody. We were, it's a blanket statement here, folks. We are out of order. This is crazy. Let me just share with you some things here, okay? Because, see, prophecy is not to correct, Ever. It's for edification, exhortation, and comfort. There's no correction in that at all. Amen. God corrects you by the Holy Spirit, and he does it privately. The only reason Jesus ever rebuked anybody publicly was because they were hypocrites. And that's what he did, the Pharisees and the hypocrites. You know, that's why Ananias and Sapphira got killed, okay? Because they were hypocrites, because they lied to the Holy Spirit, because they, you know, uh, it was theirs. They didn't have to do it, but they lied. So, I mean, that's the thing that trans- trans- happens. But the, the, God will never correct people publicly, ever, in front of everybody. He never embarrasses anybody. Okay, you understand that? So that's when you see those things, they're wrong, period, unless somebody's being a hypocrite. So unless somebody needs to be dealt like that, then that's the issue, okay? Because God's not wanting to do that. God always, he loves us. You don't ever embarrass your kids in front of public, never. If you do that... I need to slap you, okay? But other than that, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, you deal with that, and you know, you, you, you praise in public, but you discipline in private. That's the thing that God does all the time, you know. And you say, well, if we, if we don't ever, who's going to correct them? Well, the Holy Spirit. You're not the Holy Spirit. There is a Holy Ghost, and you ain't him, okay? And you ain't it. But now, doesn't mean that edification, exhortation, you can exhort people to do things. You can exhort and say, hey, listen, we need to put away sin. We need it. That doesn't mean it. But that's just a blanket statement of what the Word of God says, okay? There is their exhortation to come closer and do it. But God never, never embarrasses and He never puts people down, ever. It's His kids. And He don't like it when anybody else does. Neither do you. How many of you like it when somebody else tries to discipline your kids? That doesn't go over real well at all. So that's the key. So we need to understand that. Hey, I got two announcements real quick. One is that next Sunday morning and next Sunday night, we're having services. Sunday morning is with Reverend Gary Crowell, which is, he's a tremendous teacher, phenomenal guy. He's an apostle, uh, 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 tremendously in, in, the, in the whole thing of an apostle. How do you, what all these apostles start churches, they transform nations, and he has done all of that. He has a great word. And then David is going to be preaching that night. David's an incredible teacher of the word of God. He's also very, very funny. So you'll enjoy him, and it'll be a tremendous blessing. And then also, this coming Saturday is uh, the baseball game. So uh, Cameron and, and Samantha have uh, the tickets. 
tickets. So if you came just specifically to get your tickets, that's why we have such a nice crowd. I'm so glad we're going to be selling tickets next week too. No, anyways, but we're so glad you came. But yeah, you can get your tickets from him. He's got them for you. If you paid for that, he's got it. So it's going to be good. Amen. And we're going to have a fun time. And we've got 115 people going to that baseball game. We are, I think we got the most. We're going, to, we're going to have the biggest section. It's going to be a blast. Uh, you know, I know hot dogs are $22, but other than that, it's no big deal, okay? <laughs> no, I don't know how much they are. But that is if you go to the Giants game, they're $22. Hey, let's all stand up. I love you. God loves you. But get ready for you to be blessed this week. God's going to use you to touch somebody's life. I love you. God loves you. Be blessed. You're dismissed. See you guys all on Sunday. God bless you.